Welcome to AmiCast, podcast about Amiga computers. I'm your host, Krzysztof Radzikowski, but call me Krzysztof or Radzik. Welcome in episode 20, 20 of Amicas, and this is the dream uh, are coming come true. To, to me, I have the special guest, like always, but this is special, special guest, Trevor Dickinson, so uh, Amiga father now, uh, I can say, and uh, hi, how are you, and we are, uh, we are here in Amiga Island meetup, so. Thanks, Christoph, That's a, thanks for inviting me, I know you've been trying to get me for a while. Uh, I, I live in New Zealand these days, and uh, its time zones are not good. But it's nice to be here. It's nice to finally meet you, and uh, it, it's really good. It's a nice little show, isn't it? I'm yeah, enjoying. It's, it's very, very nice, mm. and uh, I think the third edition next year will be even more popular because, um, for example, of you or Mike from Colanto, or uh, yeah, there are a lot of great guys, and I will will be more. Uh, so, and uh, I think the uh, one stuff is uh, we can see at the show the X1000 and the new X5000 uh, after, let's say, too much years of waiting, yeah. uh, but it's uh, available and uh, what you can say to, uh, to make it easy, what you can say about this computer, because I already own this and I'm really happy, I prepared a book about this computer and in my opinion, there are some limitations, of course, uh, but this is the best I've in my life. Oh, oh, thank you very much. That's nice to hear. Uh, of course, I, uh, the X1000, the Amiga, I have to give it this full title, the Amiga yeah, One, one X5000, because, yeah. you know, that's exactly what it is. It's the Amiga One. Um, I, I put my heart and soul and life into that one, and so um, I really wanted to have a new Amiga. So for me, that was that was the, the culmination of the dream. So when we actually got it to market, I was really pleased. Uh, the X5000 was a was a the uh, follow-on from that because we, we I saw there was demand for high-end Amigas, even though they're expensive, and they're expensive not because we're making money. <laughs> they're expensive because they're made in small volumes, and uh, and and the costs of small volume manufacturing is really expensive. Yeah. And small volume development is, is really expensive. So, um, uh, but having said all that, I use my X five thousand every day now. It, it's become my preferred machine. It's fast. It's stable. Um, it, it's it's a great machine. I mean, I still use my X one thousand. Have them both side by side, um, but. The one, my go-to machine now on the Amiga side is my X5000. My Amiga 1 X5000. Oh, really? yeah, 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 yeah. But at the end of all, uh, the, this is the let's say, official uh, name of uh, yes. next generation Amiga. So yes, uh, at the moment, that's what you've got to call it. Um, uh, it the limitations are, I think, are mainly due to the early release of the operating system. Uh, it's called pre-release. Yes. It's, and it's pre-release <laughs> Amiga OS 4.1 update, update uh, final edition update one. <laughs> but uh, it's quite funny because uh, when I got many many years ago, uh, I I bought a boat. It's quite a big boat, and I called it Final Fantasy. Yeah. My wife said, "This is your Final Fantasy." <laughs> I said, "No, this Final Fantasy one, update two, one. three, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, at the end of all, when you have the even the 
some years ago, the Windows uh, XP had the updates, and uh, I, for me, it's okay. The name may, maybe is funny, but at the end of all, the good that somebody is making the progress yeah, of ours. Yes. So uh, I don't care about the name. Mm -hmm. I would like to see 4.2, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think we all would like to see 4.2. Uh, yeah. um, I want to see multi-core support. It will uh, be there a lot of. I see in the mm -hmm. X5000 there's a lot of power because when I start to write in the book, uh, I, this was three weeks of heavy work on uh, on this Amiga. And uh, I think you can almost do almost every task of everyday use uh, because of power, but in multi-cores it will be better. Yeah, um, don't forget we have a quite an active, uh, it's an Amiga, it's an Amiga 1, but we have a very active uh, Linux group that work on it and they run Amiga OS, but they also run Linux and Linux they've got full access to the multi-core, and all the other mm, range yeah. of Linux software, um, which is useful and, and it's good, but obviously we, we didn't design it for Linux, we designed it for Amiga OS. Okay, so the, some de details, because um, uh, what I think what is missing in the uh, X5000 uh, completely system, there is not restart manual, there is no manual, there is only technical reference, and uh, for example this uh, partition setup, in my opinion, it's not so nice. I don't know uh, what no. I can advise to you, but no. in my opinion, it will be nice when you can buy like a Mac. I plug in and yeah, and nothing, and nothing into it. Um, I suppose that the, the the difference between the X1000 and the X5000 uh, is one I was doing the X1000, <laughs> uh, and we did produce a quick start manual, uh, and we did include the uh, Amiga OS 4 booklet. Uh, uh, I have to be honest, even that booklet was a little confusing, I, personally I thought, which we didn't produce, it was available already, uh, and it, it, it wasn't clear. Uh, this time around, of course, we're, we're using resellers to create their own systems and put them out. Uh, so we, it's up to what, these are the first releases, that's why it's called um, uh, first, yeah, uh, uh, Close Encounters, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing on the, the space theme like First Contact. So I would expect over the period that this will improve, but the first systems under the Close Encounters are getting pre-release software, uh, okay. and the retailers are learning their are learning their trade, to be honest, because they are setting the systems up. Okay, so mm. uh, I hope this situation with uh, yeah. sound cards will be as well better. Uh, well, this is uh, not your fault, uh, but uh, yeah. just to be honest, yeah. To well, uh, just so you're clear, the the the, the sound card we've never had an issue with sound cards, and then then of course some of the retailers bought the sound cards and they got earlier models and yeah. yeah. But of course the Amiga OS and those sound cards are problematic in in Linux and and then they and are basic. problematic everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at least at least we know there's an issue now, so we can advise the the re, the resellers, retailers that they need to check the sound cards they get and they've got the right model numbers. Okay, so uh, there is a chance that the, the computer will be easier to buy because when you check the websites, uh, the releasers or, or the, this, this, this stuff, the, it's always not available or something, it will be to be announced uh, and this is a little bit confusing because uh, you can buy it but you cannot at the end of all. Um, well, I, I think the issue is more to do with, it's probably my fault and I'm going to open up to this one. Uh, I was very keen that we had lots of resellers, not just one, 
because one reseller becomes a bottleneck. Yeah. And I think what's happened is that the Amiketu is the main reseller. What they've done is they've provided, they've supplied all the resellers, and so are not selling themselves. Yeah. So, so we need to resolve that issue so that Amiketu are actually selling as well because they're one of the main, if not the main reseller. Okay. So, so that's something we have to resolve. I, I know it's a problem. I can see it's a problem. Yeah, because the demand, I think, is quite big because the price, is at least, is, is high, of course, but it's seven hundred euros lower than what before. So it's yeah, nice. Yeah. Two thousand and uh, I paid two thousand three hundred. So, uh, in my opinion, pain uh, is uh, the pain limit is two thousand, but two thousand and three you can live with better than three thousand. So. And of course. With the Brexit vote, yeah. <laughs> in sterling, it's very, very inexpensive. <laughs> uh, okay, and today you, uh, you say something more about the table, and it's yeah. really important, uh, I think, for community. Really exciting for me. I went to a meeting in uh, Brussels uh, with the Hyperion management and developers. I met with uh, uh, Timothy de Groot and the Frieden brothers, Thomas and Hansjor, and... Uh, Skyped in with uh, Costal, uh, who is also a fellow director. But I, I was most excited by the fact that uh, Timothy, had, he's had a table board, which is part of the, the new Amiga 1 A1222. Mm -hmm. He's had that for quite some time and following some work, completion work on the kernel by the Freedens, which was done once the X5000 was finished. Yeah. So that's some of the delays. Uh, he had a working system. That's the first time I've seen it. So Other now than, it's uh, not on the workbench. You can yeah, do something. You can do something, yeah. Uh, and oh, there's obviously little issues, but I, w I was running, for example, the Warp 3D uh, cow demo, for example. I saw this on Facebook. So yeah. This is, uh, so, and I ran personal paint. I downloaded the, I used Amistore to download the enhancer pack. I installed the enhancer pack. So I was doing you know, real things that, that users do, not just you know, developers. So I was, I was really pleasantly surprised. It needs to be tweaked and, and optimized, but generally um, it's coming along. Now, obviously drivers were always an issue, and um, the onboard Ethernet needs to be done by, um, by the developer. Uh, onboard SAD needs to be done by the developer. But, but uh, as a system, it, up until now, it's only run Linux. Run it very well. But uh, all the all the Linux guy, all the beta testers have had the opportunity of running Linux, and they've been running Linux on it. So, so we know the hardware's good. We know it works. There's no, there's no surprises. That's good. But again, we, we did it for Amiga OS. We didn't do it for Linux. It's just it's fortunate we have Linux. We can test it. Okay, so this means this is possible in this year. We use oh yeah, because it has to be. I, I, yeah. I made the only in Polish language because I know, mm -hmm. you know I make the website mm -hmm. Polish English. But tomorrow of the year. So in my opinion, the, the, the really bad the situation is that we cannot get Tabor now. And I think the limit is this year, because the, as you presented with, on AmiOS, the price is 450, I think, euros plus tax or, or something like mm. that. But this is much more, this is four times slower than... Well, it, it, but with the bigger OS, it really isn't slower. Do you mean lower, it is? Lower, yeah, lower yes. Lower. Oh, lower. Oh, sorry, yeah. it's a lot lower. You're right. Yeah, um, but we know we have. We're not stopping in there. We still got developments. Uh, we still have other plans and other irons in the fire. So the the main thing now, though, is to get the table out, and I want it out this year. Uh, we definitely need uh, to be selling with all our resellers the Amiga One X five thousand because we have a warehouse full of them. 
it's all been paid for and we, we need to get the money recoup the money from what we've paid so we can put it into other developments okay mm. so now the question for for example for me uh, the software way from AO side because uh, the you create some software now, yeah, and then for classic, I think that this makes sense because in my opinion, in classic there are money, and then G is not so popular and divided. Uh, but uh, natural question about Odyssey web browser or other other browsers. Please tell me that you pay somebody that make new browser. Oh, uh, we we need to work on the browser, don't we? Because uh, it's, it's it's desperately needed. Uh, it's four years old. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I actually am impressed by the work that's been done on, on, on Odyssey, yeah. and uh, it's done much more. I mean, NetSurf is coming along, but yeah, uh, Timberwolf was looking very good, yeah. and, and maybe that needs to be picked up again and driven. I don't know, but we need we, we desperately need a modern working network, and I totally agree with you. Okay, because. When I made this this book about the X5000, I use a lot of Odyssey to use Microsoft Office to use uh, Facebook or Messenger from Facebook. This is easy to contact. Mm. But the, not every uh, web uh, website is working or was working two months ago. Now it stopped. Yeah. So in my opinion, if you want to bring Amiga NG to let's say every home, uh, we need the, at least browser because we, we know. I think it's a crucial part of the the system of the of the software. And I, and I know uh, other people who are involved in OS4 think the same, so it's something that we've got to work on. Okay. It, it's, it's a prior, to me, it's one of the priorities. Please, please, mm. only us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there are lots of good people who are working very hard. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, pleased, I'm pleased I can uh, contribute to that, but uh, we need to work together as teams, not, not apart and separate. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, the I think the browser or other stuff, this is the problem that only one guy is going to make a development of something and one guy is not enough and if something happens, the guy disappears, like the fan from the Odyssey, nothing, yeah, four years without nothing, yeah. So this is, uh, okay, but, uh, okay, so I hope the browser will be better soon. Uh, so about the uh, public relations maybe because a lot of guys complaining about maybe more high payer in public relations or lack of public, public relations and the Aeon has quite good name and do you think you can make invest or uh, force uh, some something like hacker to make more public relations uh, okay. to go to people well, you, you, you can't force you know, independent companies to do anything to be honest yeah. they have to do what they do but I think, the, from my discussions with the Hyperion uh, principals, that they want to be able... I think some changes have happened for the, for the good, and they are looking more to do better public relations going forward. So I hope to see some improvements there. Uh, I, I think public relations is very important, or at least interacting with the user base. So, and I try to do that uh, you know, a lot. And, you uh, and, and I, I visit a lot of shows because I enjoy them as well. And that's where I go. Uh, but uh, I think the PR side, you know, social media interaction with the with the user is really important. If we want to have even more new users or something, yeah. because the, yeah. the I don't know the professional videos from YouTube, this will be easier for us to, to spread the. But the user media is still keeping. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and uh, something like tough question because there are a lot of suggestions that 
<laughs> well, you know, it's an independent company again, right? Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, the the the, mm, the the basic for this is that uh, a lot of users are not happy with Hyperion lack of like the peer information. That's why yeah, you have to get a good thing. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm trying to work closely with Hyperion um, um, because it's, you know, it's in our best interest that for, for the community and for the business and for the future that we have good support and good collaboration. So um, uh, it's, an, it's a good question. It's a tough question. Uh, and, but I'm... I'm, I'm the last 12 months I'm doing my best to work more closely um, so yeah I think I think it's important that we we improve relationships with, with all the companies I mean I, I, I'm quite keen to have a good relationship with uh, the MorphOS people uh, I'm keen to have a good relationship with the, the, the Aeros people I'm keen to have a good relationship with Amiga Ring uh, because I think if we could it's a dream of mine to try and bring it all back together again this was my next question do you think uh, we can be again united because it will be easier for everybody, for users. Maybe, maybe not. I know. I, 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 you know, I'm making the podcast. I start to attend some shows, so I meet the guys, and I know some guys from, for example, Morpheus scene are not happy with uh, all this whole scene, and, 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 and so now and between this eras, it's small, but is there? And the classic is more pow powerful. But uh, if we are united, or if we can remain on a situation, work together, like what they say, it is the, it better for everybody. Well, it's better if you can use the, you know, the, because there's limited resources, technical resources, throughout the, you know, the Amigas world, um, if, you, if people are willing to, you know, produce their, their, their work, their software, their, their, their effort for all of the platforms, I think Hollywood's a very good example. I mean, Hollywood, all right, it looks after Windows and Android as well now. But it covers, you know, classic, next generation, more for OS, Eros, it covers everything. So I think, you know, more of that approach, and I'd like to see more of the developments that do that. Okay, this is nice. But the good natural question about Hollywood, because I'm a big fan of Hollywood, but I cannot uh, write the code or something. I use I use designer. I even make this application for my podcast, uh, it was working. So and the, um, there was some topic about the playfield from iOS that you can learn the code. My question is, if you can maybe sponsor a book about Hollywood language, not design. Design is easy because uh, I, I already tried to read this documentation. It's very good documentation in Hollywood, but this is 800 of. Uh, dry information. So if you are not coding, you, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. Well, I must admit, I cheat. I take some of his existing examples and I adapt them. Yeah, yeah but because that's, that's, I don't know how to write the code either. Yeah, exactly. But if uh, because I think the Hollywood is one of the best applications for Amiga, and you can uh, maybe some application, not everything people can write in it. So if and if can somebody spread the news, sponsor the book. How to code in this? So the like Amos was for Amiga in all days, you know. Everybody could work in Amos. Yeah. When you when you see um, software for other platforms, all their all their manuals now tend to be uh, PDFs or you know digital. Is, is it digital you're thinking of or a hard copy? Uh, for me, I always prefer digital. But some guys, I think in Amiga world, I have the contact with Polish publisher that makes my books. 
uh, and uh, he, know, he knows that the Amiga guys like the hard stuff, yeah? Yeah, the well, they, stuff. they like this, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. at the end of all, in my opinion, it, it's whatever, if it can be PDF, but if somebody can do it, because I understand that Andreas have no time to write the tutorials. Um, and it is, it's tutorials, you it's what you're yeah, talking I'm about. Yeah, I'm talking about tutorials. Mm. Uh, the best way is, I, as, as I see this, let's make a game. And we start the game from point zero to the point end. And the guy, uh, the guy that is reading this can learn this. Mm. I know how I learned uh, Lightwave 20 years ago because of tutorials or something. Yeah? And this is the best way because my information is it's too much, you cannot learn, yeah? So, and you are something like Amiga Angel as well. <laughs> so, that's why I'm asking you because yeah, that that's one of the problems we have, and that uh, obviously we're we're very spread out, we're worldwide, but it's still quite small and quite uh, specialized. Um, I mean, I'd like to see a Hollywood manual. I've done it by just, as I say, copying what he's done before and altering myself a little bit, just yeah. so you can do it. Uh, but uh, tutorials is probably the best way to go. Uh, so anyway, but let me think about that one. Okay, so uh, another maybe question about the classic because uh, other, other way. What I see on the media market now, uh, yeah, your company or um, the red camp, the blue camp, this is Morpheus. It looks like the Morpheus is start to die. It's in my opinion. And user, no contact, no information. Looks they are going down. This means the, your approach to make it a little bit, because I understand you want to make it a little bit in commercial way, this OS4 situation, is, is winning, or this is good approach, in my opinion. Yeah? Uh, but I think the most money is in classic. And do you and you say you want to bring some software for classic? So do you want to invest in the classic? Well, well, we are. We, we are investing in the classic direction. I mean, we, it's taken a while to come out. The hardware has been available for a long time, but the Prisma Mega Mix card is now out. That's the classic. Yeah, and this is another tough question: Why there is no, no H uh, uh, advanced? drivers because uh, after so many years this is disaster yeah well the what slowed this prisma card coming out was the lack of drivers or the lack of um, stable drivers and so um, um, I'm not involved in running that project but it's 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 run by Matthew Lehman and he uh, he commissioned some developers in Germany they've done a really good job so that's continuing mm -hmm. so you'd expect to see more upgrades and improvements to that uh, along with drivers and uh, GUIs and GUIs okay. interfaces so that's not finished it's just the first release okay so uh, at the end of all this means we get more classic hardware from uh, or, uh... yes definitely uh, more and more uh, bespoke hardware and ideas Aeon and Amiga Kit Amiga Kit's working a lot of hardware uh, and also software I mean, uh, the the enhancer software pack is quite a massive amount of software uh, and the vast majority the recently released SE version most of that's going to work on classic as well uh, and there'll be a classical version coming out. Uh, I imagine with the next the next release that comes out, 1.2, 1.23 will include, uh, should include OS 
OS classic version. Okay, so and this means I think you are in a really good relationship with uh, with Jan from uh, Amikit uh, because your next project Alice. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Alice of... was my dream actually yeah, yeah. many many years ago. When we can buy it because it's. Uh, well, what we've done is that. Um, uh, We um, we did a deal with uh, Alex Perez. He has a company, in the, a small company in the states. And I, why I can't remember its name, I apologize, Alex. And uh, he's going to do a test launch of Alex uh, for the U.S. and European markets. Uh, Alex laptops, and he's actually invested in, into doing that. Spent money to do it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I've got a. Uh, um, And Jan from Amikit's been involved. He's really helped a lot, um, especially with the the, the Amikit version. Yeah, yeah. So Alice is, you know, it's Amikit that just boots into Amikit, but has a rabbit hole feature that yeah. runs Linux programs. Uh, we've got uh, obviously Windows, and obviously we've got OS 4 Classic. Uh, the new, but Windows has the new version of WinUE, which has. The new classic as well, so that's got better memory, better yeah. graphics, and and I've installed Enhancer on that. So the Enhancer SE version installs very quite well under that. Mm -hmm. A few little glitches, but looking quite good. So the uh, the Alice was my attempt to, and I wanted it many years ago, uh, and I called it Eliza then. I don't know why I called it Eliza, but 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 I turned it to Alice because I could play on the words. You know, yeah. an Amiga laptop or a laptop incorporating the classic experience. Because um, what I really want is a power PC laptop, but uh, I'll stick with Alice for the moment. Okay. Mm. So, and when it will be available? Well, it, 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 I, I expected it to be available after after AmiWest, but you know, this this time it takes, uh, and because uh, Alex has a full time job. He's a, like everyone has uh, his his side company small company he's doing lots of classic stuff uh, classic uh, bits and pieces hardware uh, and um, so he is fully he's fully invested in the classic side okay so so I'm, I'm confident that that it, it shouldn't be too much longer so the next maybe mm. let's move to the software and we'll to finish maybe I can ask you for the, but the LibreOffice, the when it will be available? Yeah, right. Which version is this? Ah, oh, well, it's been it's 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 like all these things. You can keep working on it. The, the I, I commissioned the Freedom Brothers. They're both working on it for me, and uh, um, we had a version just after Ami West, which we thought would be the version we went out to beta testers with. And I started asking for uh, beta test volunteers. Um, They've made one or two other changes, so we can have a, a better experience for the beta testers. So I'm expecting that. Well, I was expecting it last month, Christmas. Uh, so I, I would expect within the next month we'll be putting a, the LibreOffice beta test out and, and running. So let me get some feedback. So in our meeting in Brussels this week, uh, we agreed we would have uh, a separate server, uh, a Mantis bug tracker for for Aeon to use and then link to their full server for their own uh, internal work. So we're, we're organizing the, how we're going to do the beta test at the moment. 
Okay. And the initiative. So you said uh, this is the next oh, well, one, but well, I, want, I want all of those. See, I, I want updated versions of MSX, Airbox, Aladdin, uh, all the ones we, we we bought. We bought them to you. Uh, Octobed. Octobed's been worked on. Yeah, yeah, so I'm expecting that. That'll probably be first because we've actually had work ongoing with that. Uh, the other ones uh, we need to uh, uh, take our resources once we because even though we've got 20 developers they're all doing other things so they're not full-time developers by any means and uh, it's only when they have time uh, and uh, and are able to do the work so that I expect to be slow I think Optimed first then the others will look at. And the uninstall, because uh, I suppose the uninstall should be available for other systems as well, the classic and Morpheus, or, or not? Uh, I want to see uninstall available and everything, uh, but of course it's written in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why it's yeah. support. Yeah. So it should be support, but you need some work on the uh, the interface to make sure it looks good on, on or works on, on other platforms. It does run on Amiga forever now. <laughs> Mm. Except you can't download things because you need the security okay, sorted yeah. out. It does run on, of course, it runs under Amiga OS 4 Classic. Yeah. So on Alice, you can download. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the um, it will be supplied with the next. The plan is to supply Amistore with the next version of enhancer software. So it'll always be on the on the disk. In my opinion, this is quite good approach because it looks like Mac doing App Store and this is easy to buy software. Yeah, and, and so it's amazing because it's on your computer and you can go to it, you, it encourages you to buy. Yeah. It's good. And what we're finding is developers, more and more developers are wanting to put their software on. Because so how, if I am a developer, how I can put software there? Well, first of all, you, you just contact uh, uh, Matthew Lehman. Uh, and uh, agree the price you're going to sell it for. You know what what, what you're selling. Uh, and you take some percentage. It's a small, it's a small percentage. Okay. It varies depending on how big the. Okay. Is. Um, but we handle all the the VAT for all over Europe, or non-VAT. We handle the charges. We handle the tracking, and we provide updates to the to the developers so they know exactly where they stand, what money they're earning, and uh, and they don't have to do anything other than get the money when it comes in. Okay. Mm. And no handling in VAT, that's all handled, because in, in Europe you have to apply the VAT for the country that they're in, and that's yeah. all variable all over Europe. Yeah, this is a good question, maybe in future, can you give us the prices uh, with tax? Because a lot of guys in Europe, when oh, they say, so uh, the extra tax will be 2,000, everybody, oh, my, it's cheap, and then it's, this is tax somewhere. Yeah. Well, see, some, some countries there's no tax, so when yeah. we, we shipped to this, actually the prices for the X5000 was including VAT, uh, and so if you look at the advert, it says uh, 1699 yeah, yeah. or brackets, 14 something without tax, so we've got the tax price in there. Uh, but Amistore, I think it's because the calculation's done, you don't know what the price is until you know what yeah, country you're the software is not so expensive at the end of all. No, true, but uh, but you'll find that in some countries the tax rate's 19% and some it's 23 or 24%, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, it varies. So you can't tell the price until you know what country they're checking out from. Mm. Okay, good. So, mm. it was not so bad. Yeah, it's right. good. This you is, happy? Uh, this is... Nice, and uh, you will be in the noise, I think. Yeah? Yes, I will. So yeah. I can uh, make yeah. it update. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be great. Because I'm really big fan of Amiga NG. I want to use it every day. Mm. I'm 
Well, it was quite interesting. When I first went to New Zealand, uh, I had a PC which was broke, and I had a micro A1C, and I had to write uh, one of the articles for uh, Amiga Future, mm-hmm. and I had, all I had was a micro A1C, not a laptop or anything else. So this is a few years ago. So I did the whole article on the micro A1C, you know, and it, it, it surprisingly I could do it. Yeah. After what I achieved with X1000 in the freaks, I think you can do it a lot of on our Amigas one, one. Uh, but of course, we need the browser. This is uh, the browser is the the weak the weak link for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, and I, I was very pleased about I think the problem with the X the uh, the Timberwolf browser was that it was done to get to a certain level and then it was yeah, yeah, because they they had other work to do so a lot of guys as well say that we should switch to Intel I was the fan of, of this uh, approach but when I analyze everything the, and the, the guys are saying that uh, Morpho ST want to switch to AMD processor for fuzzy Intel and I think the, the, this for Morpho ST is in my opinion this means they are dead because there are still we don't have a developers so who will write again the whole software uh, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult question because the, the first thing is the idea of switching to a platform that's readily available what are you going to support are you going to support only one like Apple do it yeah, yeah but it all changes every time it comes out it changes so like this uh, sound card from X5000 exactly it's the same but they, the revision they never stay yeah exactly so you're dead and so you're always chasing yourself so unless you and if you want to design a custom motherboard x86 it'll be the same price there's no difference mm-hmm. and so because we want to have a, a system that doesn't change that's yours that you can control so you can control what people are getting so it's not changing every five minutes then you have the same problem with NREs being exactly the same it's no, it's no cheaper uh, it doesn't help um, one thing about next generation is generally as long as the driver is available the software the cards all work you know PCIe cards PC card hard disk drives CD-ROMs SSDs they all, they all work you know. yes this is true and yeah I forget to ask you mm. do you think we can use the because now I think I don't know uh, in everywhere but in Europe the, the this retro movement the retro scene it's big it's big, big. Mm. can you use this because in my opinion you should try to use this retro movement to maybe ask the uh, let's say Northern Sound when you have the game the cult game for Amiga to make a remake for this and use uh, our Amiga 1 to be something between retro and to not stay in the retro era, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm quite keen to get, which is not new games, unfortunately, but ports of existing games, that was, I think or that's important. Remakes. Yeah, good remakes. Um, it's much easier to do a port because you don't have to do all the audio, visual, graphics, whatever. And, and having now found out a lot more about games, speaking to Mike Clark and hearing John Hare, the, yeah. m- the amount of money that's put into developing games with no guarantee of success is almost worse than hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so even games like Angry Birds, which was a you know a massive success, yeah. that was their 50, 51st game, oh my God. something like that. And they and they 
where they were, had investment from venture capitalists of you know hundreds of sorry, I was going to say hundreds of millions, at least tens of millions of dollars. Um, so, but it took them 51 games to get the big one. Okay. So, so you know, and they've got a big market they're aiming for. Yeah. But the, the big market is means this. Uh, it's not so easy to be on the top. If the market is smaller, it's, it's, it's not so easy to go to them. But theoretically, it's easy because it's not, not so big guys. Yeah. yeah. The, the sharks are maybe two or three, not ten thousand of them. Yeah. But then again, you you, you you want to make lots of sales, and so you need a bigger market. And that's the uh, the. It's a catch twenty two. You know, with it's all about size. Number of people and, and cost, so it's a balance. Also, balance and act, and it's been an interesting journey for me because obviously uh, you have to spend way ahead of the return just to get get into the market, just to get the hardware out or the software out, and that's what we've been, that's what I've been doing actually. Okay, so maybe last question. Yeah. Uh, do you think in the let's say near future or something, the our developers or core developers? Can have the situation that can they can only live from Amiga, because then is you know what I mean. And then you are full time job. It's much more easier to make something. Yeah, and well, if you're a full time job, you can concentrate on it. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's possible at the moment. Will it be possible in the future? Uh, I would say no, not really, because to be able to pay real. Development costs. I mean, developers are expensive. Yeah, I know this. Uh, and and I, I, I just don't see it happening. But I do see it happening where you know they 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 can yeah have their day job and do their development on the side, uh, and that's what happens to most of our like Daniel, like Daniel, yeah, yeah, exactly. He balances. We we have a number of developers doing exactly that. They have a day job which they're doing, and they, they they're doing their Amiga development. Uh, it needs to be a much bigger market. Yeah, overall market for that to happen. Okay, so I think the Tabor will do it this month. That's I my that's my hope. That's my hope. But one thing that we what we are doing with Amiga Kit and Aeon um, is that the plan is for Aeon to acquire Amiga Kit, and that's the plan. You know, sometimes plans don't work out. Yeah. yeah. But the plan and actually to put more people in the combined business, so you know, more technical resource for uh, hardware and for software so we actually really focus on supporting our customers and getting more hardware out and getting more software out so that, that, that is a plan that we have agreed and we have in place uh, whether it happens or not we'll, we'll ask me at noise okay. <laughs> we should know so by then I think we'll finish now and we'll talk at noise okay it's you. great uh, I think uh, I must ask you, can I put what you said in the way I record? Yeah, of course you uh, can. Like first part of the podcast. Yeah, of course you can. Yes. And then now I can mm, add more details to this. So, okay. Amigas and why I like Amigas and why I'm a nut. And uh, 
then I'll, I'll try and keep it short and then you can ask questions because I always think interactive uh, talks and presentations are much better. Um, but I heard John Hare saying that in you know, 30 years, uh, it's quite embarrassing for me really because I'm probably the oldest person in the room apart from David Pleasance and he's not here so that's good. <laughs> so I am the oldest person in the room. <laughs> um, I actually got involved with uh, Commodore computers back in 1978, 1979, and uh, it was a Commodore pen. And if you think back now, who would think I'd be sharing a, you know, a, at a presentation with uh, David Pleasance, who was the obviously the became the joint managing director of Commodore UK, and and also um, we have John Hare, who was on the on the um, uh, on Skype, and obviously one of my heroes from from the, the early software days. We've also got Mike Clark here, uh, who was one of my other hero companies, Cygnosis, one of the best game companies I think that came out of the UK. And, and it's just really, and we've got Michael Batlana, and I guess he's not here either. And Michael was the reason I got involved with, eventually the reason I got involved with Aeon, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So back in 1979, you know, I got my first home computer. It was actually a business computer because I wanted to teach myself programming because I'd been promoted to a job I couldn't do. Typical is that you get a job you can't do. So, so I thought, these guys are pulling the wool over my eye, over my head. I can't do it. And so I got a Commodore pet. I taught myself basic. I taught myself peaks and pokes. I taught myself um, a machine code language. And it, it, you know, computing in those days, there weren't home computers. You tell kids today and they don't believe you. But there weren't home computers, there weren't smartphones, there weren't tablets, there weren't PCs even. Right? So, uh, and David's in the room now, so I'm no longer the oldest person in the room, I feel good. So, as I said, you weren't in Dave, I was just saying, I was really felt proud to be in the room with one of my early heroes, David Pleasance. Uh, and uh, it, Michael, if he's back in now, yes, Michael's back in now, and we'll tell him a Michael story later. Um, so I got involved in Commodore Pets, and you know it was fantastic. You, you were the you were at the forefront of computer home computer technology. And then one day I was walking past a, a, a computer store in Aberdeen, Scotland. That's where I lived at the time, and I saw a Commodore a Com sorry a Commodore 64 playing international soccer. I thought, this is marvellous. <laughs> it's got moving people. There's sound, there's colour, there's two teams. There's matchstick men. It's great. So I said, I've got to have that. But at the time, I couldn't afford to have that and the Commodore pet. So I traded in my Commodore pet and got a Commodore 64. Uh, then I got a Commodore 128. Then I got a Commodore 128D. And then I was living in America, living in Texas. And uh, in a thunderstorm, Lightning hit my house and destroyed the Commodore 128D, the whole system. But I, luckily so I... The D was destroyed. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> it was an act of God. Because my insurance policies and acts of God were covered. So, with the money, I bought an Amiga 2000. So my first Amiga was a big box Amiga, an Amiga 2000. And I was totally blown away by just everything about it. It was just such a fantastic machine. So then... And there's Amiga 3000, there was an Amiga 4000, and I, I used Amigas in my business. So I always used Amigas for desktop publishing, for graphics work, for video work, for all the publicity work that 
company I was, I was with at the time, for technical manuals, and I used that all the way through the 90s, up till about the end of the 90s. Um, things happen, you know, Conma go bust in 94, uh, Escom go bust, Gateway don't want the Amiga, uh, Amiga Inc. happens in the millennium. We go through all the trials and tribulations of the uh, of the post Commodore era, but what was really exciting was I met Michael Battalona. <laughs> well, exciting, wasn't it? Um, I was living in London at the time, and Michael has a, a, a technique of coming to places and finding local Amigans wherever they are, local Commodore people. And he came to London, and uh, fortunately, I managed to get into one of his meetings. Story of my life, yeah. and so, um, <laughs> so uh, Michael had arranged some uh, dinner with some local Amiga guys, and I don't know if anyone remembers Total Amiga magazine. It was a really good magazine. Uh, the editor Robert Williams and his partner were invited <coughs> to to join Michael for dinner. Fortunately, his partner couldn't join, so uh, uh, I'd been uh, by this time I was in London. I moved around a lot and noticed this. I was in London and in my basement I have started to put a, a little museum together with all the computers I bought apart from my first pet because I had to sell that. But the other ones I kept and uh, I put a little museum together and I was starting to collect uh, computers uh, from eBay. So I managed to get friendly with um, Robert Williams and we used to have Amiga days, Commodore days, and we'd go down to my basement and we'd build things. We build um, Amazon systems. Repair stuff, we try and get stuff working. It was like in the big world. And uh, so I knew him. He said, Look, uh, my partner, Mickey, can't come. I would like to come and meet Michael. Oh, that'd be fine. So I got to meet Michael. It's a long story. This is going round and round in circles. Got to meet Michael, and uh, we became friends. And we became business partners to a certain extent. And, and I was on a trip to uh, with Michael to see. Commodore Gaming in, in the Netherlands. I wasn't going to see Commodore Gaming, Michael was. Uh, so I, I just tagged along for the ride and we were going to see Commodore Gaming. And if you remember them, they did these fantastic cases. They were PCs, but they were called Commodore Gaming and they had beautifully uh, airbrushed cases. Uh, I think they're out of business now. Um, and we took a trip through, I think we went through Belgium for some reason. We met up with the Hyperion guys, uh, who Michael knew. Um, that's uh, uh, Ebert Carton and Ben Hermans, and they just found out that day they were being sued by Amiga Inc. So they weren't very happy. <laughs> we bought them a drink, and I made the mistake of saying, if you ever need any help, <laughs> give me a call. At the same time, I started writing articles for Amiga Future, for Total Amiga, sorry, and I quite a collection of Amigas by this stage. And I said, wouldn't it be good if someone wrote an article about the Amiga, the history of the Amiga, the Amiga models? And Robert said, yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't you do it? So I started doing it. So I started writing the articles. I did three, and then the Amiga got transferred to Amiga Future, the German magazine, which wasn't going to have an English language version, version just German, uh, although all of the uh, subscriptions transferred to Amiga Future. And but within a few months, Andreas and Amiga Future says, hey, it seems your Amiga retrospective articles are quite popular. Would you like to continue in Amiga Future? I said, yeah, yeah that'd be okay. It ran for another 17 issues. <laughs> uh, and by the time the last issue was 
published the Amiga retrospective. It talked about the Amiga 1X1000. Who would have believed through that period that I'd not only be writing the articles, I'd be actually involved in funding a new Amiga computer. And if you told me back in, in uh, when I first met Michael in 2007, I wouldn't have believed you. But in 2011, end of 2011, 12, we had a new, and there's one sitting there in that white case, which runs very nicely, and I'm sure Alan will give you a, a demonstration if you want to see it. Um, so by that stage, we started a new company, uh, and Aeon Technology was formed, we had new computers. Um, uh, I still write for Amiga Future magazine. If you ever see them, it's called uh, Classic Reflections. And it looks at all the companies, all the main companies and individuals who contributed to the Amiga's success. And it covers all sorts. In, in the current issue, it's just been released, you'll, you'll see part one of an interview with David Pleasance and Colin Proudfoot, who were the joint um, MDs of Commodore UK. And the concluding part will be in the next issue of the Amiga Future. So that's how I, you know, it's strange how these things happen. Um, yesterday I was, well, yeah, yesterday, I can't believe it. I came from New Zealand last Sunday, went to Cardiff, had two days in Cardiff with the Amiga kid, uh, went to London, had a night out with some Amigans. I do what, I do what uh, Michael does now, I go and see Amigans wherever I go. Uh, I see bone balls wherever I go as well, but that's another thing, it's probably this. Um, <clears throat> And then uh, I went to Brussels, I met up with Hyperion, and I came back to London last night. In Brussels, I saw the table board running uh, the first ever release of um, Amiga OS 4.1 on the table with the, the Amiga 1 1222. It's looking pretty good. I, I, was very, I was pleasantly surprised and very pleased. Um, so I'm here now today, uh, and I'm ready to ask any questions you've got. You might not get sensible answers, but I'll do my best. When you go to Poland? Oh, right. I always go places where people invite me. Okay, so, so, we invite so, you. so you invite me to Poland. <laughs> I've actually flown through Poland, I did a flying trip through Europe, and we landed in Gdansk awesome. uh, uh, a few years ago. <laughs> it's good. Cool. I have a question about the new machine. Yeah. Uh, who is the end user? And I know the answer. You said people who try to be different or like to be different. Is it true? Uh, it's still actually what it is. It's quite surprising because the end users are usually people who've got a uh, who actually work in IT. You know, they might be uh, running server farms. They might be you know uh, uh, maintaining equipment. It's usually people who are who are actually in the business already, and they come back and use their Amigas for relaxation. Which is quite strange. You'd think they'd have enough computers working on it all week. So it is really. Thank you very much. So it is really. Most of them are, are people who are in the business. The demographics very different. In the States, generally, <coughs> the users are much older. They're more like me. But uh, in Europe, especially uh, in Poland, Germany, for example, the UK, the users are much younger. The States, again, the users. We tended to have big box machines, whereas in Europe they tend to be games machines. You know, the Mega 500s, the 1200s. So uh, the obviously the X1000 and the X5000 are aimed at the top end, but the new machine, the A1222, is trying to aim back at the the, the less expensive end to get it to it hand to more users and grow the user base. What kind of release date would be? 
Uh, well, I would have said two years ago, um, as I said, <laughs> um, because the the motherboard's been ready for that long. But uh, our hardware partners, Ultravarisys, are now uh, they're building the production model. So the production model's got quite a few minor changes, more to do with um, uh, parts rather than anything else. And it's all now up to the beta testers because in the next week or so, the, you know, the next couple of weeks, the beta testers get their first uh, ISO with an Amiga OS 4.1, final edition update one, <laughs> six, seven point two, <laughs> whatever it is, and, uh, and then it's up to the beta testers to put it through its paces. But hardware-wise, the uh, the table board been run by about 25, 30 people with Linux. And it's been working very well. And if you've seen it at various shows around the world or people talking about it, it's you know a nice piece of hardware. Yes, Alan. Also, you mentioned uh, Andy West a certain price for the table. Or is that yeah. stay, stay, staying like that? Um, or has it changed? The, the price is still under discussion with my business partner. <laughs> um, as you know, I want to sell it at cost because uh, I think the important thing is to get it out there and get more users and then try to recover some of the costs with software, add-on software. Um, to me that makes sense um, and I, I'm, still, I'm hopeful that's where we'll, work, we'll end up at. Okay. How we can get more developers because the, like you said we, are, we have old community and uh, young guys can no, don't work look harder. Me, don't look at me when you say that. No, 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 I was looking somewhere <laughs> But younger guys can work harder yeah. and have more time. Yeah? It's true. Um, what we find, well, I mean, when we talk about developers, the, obviously uh, there is there is a development community out there. Uh, one thing that's, that Aeon has been working on is trying to get more developers involved. And Aeon has about 20 developers who work, at, obviously not working full time, and they're obviously getting paid uh, what I call um, Amiga rates. Mm -hmm. In other words, they do it for love, they get a little bit of payment. The payment may be in cash or in hardware. So uh, we have a very active developer community. Um, obviously, Amigo uh, West has developers, Aeros, Aeros developers, there are Morphos developers. So I'm quite pleasantly surprised by the number of people are still developing. And as David Pleasance will tell you, there are the, the surprising number of Amiga people in lots of you know fairly senior positions around the world. And they they're coming back because of the retro, um, the, the retro uh, market that's developing, and, and people have spare time, spare cash, and want to come back and, and contribute again mm -hmm. and get involved. And that's what we're seeing more and more. Um, but we need to bring in some younger people um, because we want to make sure that this continues and doesn't just die out with people like me with grey hair. Uh, what Amistore? Amistore uh, is uh, runs out on uh, Amiga OS, OS 4.1. You know. uh, it's actually uh, an application that runs. And it just goes every time you start it, goes to the web, it downloads any updates, and it's on your it's on your machine. It's not a web-based store. Uh, it's based on Hollywood. Um, having said that, uh, Amistore runs very nicely on on the Amiga OS 4 Classic. It actually runs under WinUE, um, uh, 
but it, you can't actually buy through it when you're here at the moment, unfortunately. Well, that's the next thing, because all the things we're doing with our software, uh, the, the Enhancer software pack, which we introduced, we're going to do exactly the same for Classic. So all the Classic users will get uh, OS 3.x versions of whatever's on the OS 4 where possible. And so there will be an Ami store for the Classic users as well. So what about image fix Aladdin? Because you get uh, this yeah, stuff well, and, uh, yeah. and and yes, uh, we well what we're keen to do is to the first one we did was uh, actually TuneNet. A lot of work on TuneNet, although that was always an OS4 program. But uh, Personal Paint, we've done a lot of updates to Personal Paint, uh, and we pr we pr produced a minimal viable product first, and we did do that with each of the each of the uh, software programs. So. Expect to see people working on those and updates coming out for them. Uh, but we've been concentrating most of our efforts with our developers on all the applications that are in the Enhancer software pack. So the, so the next one's going to be some of our other applications we bought. We bought them for that very reason, so that we can actually update the software, give it a modern interface, uh, add some new features, and hopefully make some sales. How many Commodore machines do you actually own? Well, you know the answer because you've seen them. <laughs> so I can't lie, can I? Uh, uh, I own too many. Um, it starts with the Kim one, um, which was the first, uh, um, I suppose, the first one, first 8 bit born. From Commodore, or Moss Technologies, which is Commodore. Um, I've got a whole range of pets, all the pet series, I've got all the Tim series, I've got the 64 series. 8 bits, I would say, is about 60. Um, 16 bits is about 60. 32 bits is about 60. And I reckon it's about 200 altogether. So, um, what I was thinking about doing was, you know, rather than keep them stuck in my little museum, was to put them into the, the local museum as a, a, as a micro um, homage to, well, to the micro age. Unfortunately, it's mainly Commodore. <laughs> Commodore or, or, uh, and next generation Amigas. And of course, now uh, my machines that, uh, that Aeon's making. Did you have a chance to meet or work with Jack Tramiel? Ah, right. Uh, now you should ask. One of our other guests here, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Jack Tramiel, uh, if you think about him, he, he um, left Commodore probably in um, 84. Yeah, so he, he was never um, part of my life. I've never met him. Um, uh, all the stories about him are probably true. <laughs> and I'm sure Dave can give you some stories later. Uh, and these stories are best told when you're having a few drinks and there's no cameras and... This is for What about the other person in Commodore? Irving Gould? Irving Gould. Pitch for uh, the uh, Amiga Retrospective. If you want to find out the whole story, you're not going to get all the juicy tidbits because they're always in people's heads like David over there. But you, if you want a good feel about the history of Commodore from the day one, 
go, go and read that. It's free uh, on Amiga Futures website. You can download each issue and you can actually read it. But Irvin Gould was the money man behind Commodore. And he, he was like the VC that, that, that backed um, Jack Tramiel, or Jack Tramiel. How you don't say the eel? So someone told me. Um, and he backed him uh, from, a, from a typewriter company to a calculator company to a, a micro company. And so he was the money man behind, behind the whole thing. And when he fell out of love with Commodore, because he was no longer giving him the returns he wanted, he shut it down. So that, that's really what you can say about Irving Gould. You mentioned Amiga Inc. So the website's still up. Well, there's, lots of, there's lots of Amiga Inc. Which one? <laughs> the Amiga. Com, yeah, Amiga uh, Com. Com, sorry. Yeah. Well, well, it's Michael can chip in here he wants as well, but but Amiga Inc. Um, they still exist. Yeah, exactly. So when you will buy Amiga, come. sad when I watch it and I feel happy and I feel sad and, uh, and I had black hair in that movie yeah. so die is a wonderful thing you know uh, but um, uh, I think it's the people and I, I like the fact that I can go anywhere in the world in a group like this and I can say preempted multitasking and you go yeah <laughs> or I can say custom chipsets and you go yeah now you're talking right uh, and it's anywhere else you go in the world it's a Mac it's a PC the, P the Mac world did not have a Mac 30th like we did. All these Amiga 30ths around the world, why did we have it? Why hasn't there been a, a PC 30th? Yeah. There's something special about the, the people that are in this room and the people you meet all around the world and we all have a common bond. And I can't explain it. I really can't explain it. But it's, uh, it's something that 
I used to watch, we must all remember the adverts, uh, you know, was a Think Different, that was Apple, wasn't it? Think Different. Mm -hmm. They always show a guy in the, in the business suit, who was the IBM guy, and green and black screen, and they show this hip guy on his Mac. And I love the Dave Haney quote, I, can I remember it? Was it? What's the quote from Dave Haney? Amiga uh, 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 looks Mac, Mega makes Mac users look like PC users. <laughs> I love that quote. So. Yeah. I've got time for probably for one or two more questions. So maybe again I... Yeah, Why sure. you bring Amiga back to us? And this is only your uh, wish to make it uh, real? Or do you have some business plan? Because as you said, you have the Mac and PC and there is still place for another player. Yeah? That's so. a much bigger question, to be honest. Um, <laughs> In my, in my other life, uh, I'm a business angel, and so I work with lots of you know, cool young companies, cool technology. Uh, uh, one of them is here today, you saw friend, friend over. I'm a small investor in Friendo. Uh, I like technology. Um, if you're asking me, can we make Amiga the way it was? I don't think we can the way we are. We, 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 I sat down with the original, some of the original um, developers, and we worked out it would take $10 million uh, to at least attempt a small relaunch of, of the Amiga on a reasonable scale. I'm not taking worldwide scale. Uh, I prefer to do what I'm doing, which is um, servicing our retro and next gen market, and hopefully building that slowly. Now, it would be a lot easier if we had... Um, 10 million. Uh, well, 10 million is not, not a big number in this type of business. Okay. Um, it would be a lot easier if we had a um, clearer picture of the IP, if we could put it all together again, because then you'd have a, a potential of a business plan, and yeah. then you'd be able to go to investors, and then you'd be able to clear up all the, all of the, uh, the confusion. But once you start talking about that, then the prices go up. The prices go up from the people who, have, who own the technology. Mm. It's human nature. So I, I'm, I'm not confident we can do that, but I'm confident we can do what we're doing and, and spread it organic, expand it organically on a, on a much smaller scale. And I quite like being, you know, the retro geeky, cool people, rather than the Me Too, PC or Max. But that's just me. One more question. Do you think that uh, Commodore could have been where Apple is today? Could we call like Commodore book? But Com Commodore, well, you know, Apple were like this. I, I, Com I know, Commodore no, but, was like this. But we're talking about those yeah, uh, could, could it have been? Yes, of course it could have been. Uh, and if you talk to, to David, David's got lots of views on that because obviously he was with a, a division of Commodore that was very successful. And and you know it could have been taken forward in reality there's only well it's not three platforms isn't there because android is a is a, a multi-platform operating system that works everywhere uh, but in reality in terms of what we talk about commodore there are two main industry players there's all the ibm clones we still have most of the market despite what apple might think uh, and you've got the the apple uh, pcs but then of course you've got these, which you know everyone's got now, and the kids have them, and the, the tablets. And we, we've, the technology has changed so much in the last 
30 years. It's just unbelievable the speed that's changed. And the fact that kids, you know, two-year-olds can pick these up and start swiping them. You know that we've changed the way we interact with the world through the internet. And if you've got to realize the internet only started effectively in 1995. So in the last, in a very short time, we've seen a whole sea change in social interaction with technology. It's not all for, it's not all for the good either, but we have seen this, this change. So now we have Snapchat presidents. <laughs> and, and, and we're not too far away. Maybe we have all our polls on Snapchat. Should I do this policy? Yes or no? Yeah, okay, yes, we'll do it. So that's a much more deeper philosophical question. But I'm just happy to be an Amigan. I'm happy to be among Amigans celebrating the Amiga 530th birthday with Amiga friends. So thanks very much.
It was AmiCast, podcast for all Amiga users.